0: welcome back to insurance happy hour this is Becky and I'm Laird hey Laird hey Becky we need to talk about something uh,
1: I, I figured I figured as much
0: <laughs> yesterday- mm-hmm. you held a big ass snake
1: I I did I, I I'm a man of my word <laughs> let's just say that. no one
0: can can contradict that for sure
1: yeah I uh so, for the listeners that, that that don't follow ITC or Becky or I, or and, and really on LinkedIn or Twitter or anywhere, because it was pretty pervasive. Um,
0: I mean, you hold a snake like that; that's got to go everywhere. Yeah,
1: it was fifty pound snake. I mean, it it, it was huge. It was a huge snake. Um, but I back last fall, I believe it was September. I we were you know trying to meet financial targets, and we wanted to you know. Everybody succeed, hit revenue and EBITDA and all this type of stuff, and really focus on financial performance of the company. And But during the exact same speech I was giving – during the company meeting, I was talking about changing your mindset, is that being able to overcome things that have challenged you – and I talked about something that was challenging in my life prior, had to do with flying. Hold on. He's taking a drink. Drink. (laughs) Um, And then it was – I, I started talking about my fears and I, most people know that pretty much know this. I don't have a lot of fears. Yeah. Like I, Oh, that, well that sounds scary. I'll go do it. You know, do I want to jump out of a plane? No. Cause I'd rather fly it. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> like, why do something just to, you know, to put yourself at risk. Well, I have a fear of snakes. I have a pretty good fear of snakes. In fact, when I go down to the ranch or go out in, in the country or anything, I carry a gun specifically to shoot snakes. To shoot,
0: yeah, and, I mean that's a common thing here in Texas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 you know, I wear boots and I wear uh, long uh, pants and jeans and I, I, I put protection so I don't get bit by rattlesnakes. I don't like snakes. Well. I started talking about how you can challenge yourself to do something that you don't want to do. And I said that I could probably bring myself to do it. And then someone during it said, well, if we hit our numbers, will you hold a snake? And I go, yeah, I'll get like a small snake. (laughs) And no, 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 no. You can't just get like a little, little grass snake or something like that. You need to get a big, big ass snake. And I said, okay, if we hit our numbers, I will get a big ass snake. We hit our numbers, which is great. Joyous joyous times, right? And uh, we've known for a couple weeks. (laughs) We made our numbers. (laughs) And I didn't really tell the company because I was contemplating my promise. Yeah. And so I reached out and I found a a great snake handler. Daryl did a great job. He was amazing. Um, You know, had multiple snakes, had some, you know, some, uh, you know, rat corn snakes, Texas rat corn snakes, had a... Had a had a small python that only weighed 50 pounds. <laughs> that was a small one. Yeah. And uh, he uh, proceeded to uh, – I, I, we said – told the company, hey, we, mean, we made the, the financial targets. Everybody did a phenomenal job. And as a promise, I said if we made our numbers in 2019, I'm going to hold a big-ass snake. So at that point, they uh, Daryl draped this massive yellow python over my shoulders, mm-hmm. and you know I did the quick Britney Spears thing. You know, just I have to. It was the, it was a yellow snake, so you just kind of had to do it.
0: Oh yeah, it took like through the whole meeting and lunch for me to remember what song that was, <laughs> but I got there eventually. <laughs>
1: Well, um, you know, I, I actually, w- there was supposed to be a song playing while it happened. It's supposed to be a white snake. Here mm-hmm. I go again. But I, I thought about doing that. And I was like, no, there's no way. But of uh, watching the video, everybody's like, hold it, grab it, touch it. <laughs> because it's just draped on me. So I lift that, uh, lift him up, like, you know, you know, kind of like a cross, like I'm nailed to a cross. And I, I was like, here you go. I did it. Put him back down. And then he started like moving. He started checking out the the, his environment. Now, let's let's be perfectly honest. I was warm. (laughs) My body temperature was raised, and he was finding the warm places. Yeah, (laughs) and he was going up and down. And he comes up, and I'm talking, and he comes right up and just next to your face, right next to my face, and takes goes behind my head, and then comes back down. And at this point. He, he gives me a little kiss. Like I got a little kiss on the side of my cheek from his. Yeah. P-
0: I can see you kind of go, like you paused in what you were trying to say.
1: <laughs> and I'm not normally a feller that's at a loss for words, but <laughs> I stumbled a lot. I stumbled a ton. I was all over the map. I was umming and on, stopping. I could not carry my train of thought. And I was trying to say, hey, listen, I could do this and I can continue the meeting with this big snake on me. And then so I'm continuing a little bit. And then all of a sudden, Daryl puts another snake on my head.
0: <laughs> like a crown. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was awesome. And so, yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> and, and his little head was right by my left eye. Like he was just looking out like, and like, and I'm going, this thing's going to snap in my eye. And there's pictures of me while that's happening. And you can see my left eye is You're trying to close. Closed. Like I'm like, this, this thing's right there. Yeah. And I've got really good percept perf, um, uh, per, um, peripheral vision. And I'm sitting there just seeing him way over here. And I'm like, oh crap. And then, you know, he's coming up, he's going, I'm like, hi, buddy, and all that. And then he goes around the corner and now my neck is wrapped, you know, in the sense of like, and I, I saw Daryl, it happened to Daryl too, while he was handling him. And he just calmly put the, you the know, head, brought brought his dead. head back around. I guess I didn't know to do that. And I was about to die.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was an amazing moment. Um, and honestly, I wonder how many people actually remembered that promise you made last fall i know there are people who did without a doubt there are people who remember that but i i and i never i didn't have a chance to talk to anybody to see if they remembered that promise or not because the people at my table like it it, it took one of them a long time to realize that there were about to be snakes pulled out yes and draped on you
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> there was uh there was oh, who was that
0: uh, it was Carly.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, but no, I was, I, I talked to multiple people who, who who forgot.
0: Yeah. So the fact that you did not shy away from fulfilling that promise, I think, shows a lot about what you've been trying to say and what we've talked about some here on this podcast is about overcoming um, your challenges and mm. changing your mindset, that it's totally possible that for someone with the fear of snakes to stand in front of the whole company with snakes draped on you yeah. and handle, I mean, you were, you were obviously uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but you handled it calmly. Yeah. Partly because of your, your practice of getting your. Oh yeah. Beat down. That was
1: pretty cool. You saw that. Cause I showed you, uh, I also showed Becky. My heart rate is I, I wear a heart rate monitor and I was showing my heart rate in all the way up setting up getting everything ready my heart rate was like 1 100 105 it was it was higher it was elevated than normal and then at 1130 is whenever it started started you could see it starting to track down because i was no longer running around doing stuff but also i was putting myself in a mindset i was going you know you saw it on twitter it's like there is no spoon from from the matrix mm -hmm. um there is no snake (laughs) That, that that was my mantra is that in you know i was just putting myself into a calmer space i was and my heart rate dropped down to 60 and it and then once it once you know the snake was put on it it, it leveled back to a normal like eighty five ninety of where I normally my heart rate is. Whew, but it, and it stayed steady, and then actually it went up as the as as the snake was gone. Yeah. It, it went up as I was engaging more, like and I was returning back to my normal. Yeah. Uh, cadence of of talking, but yeah, oh my gosh, and it, it was it was a sea of. of Pictures and phones. Oh, like, everybody's
0: phone was up. I was like, "Somebody get video because I'm getting still. Like, I need somebody to capture that." It was awesome. Yeah. And but, then oh, go ahead. But what I what I really loved was afterwards. Yes, that's what I was going to bring up. That I liked how you had him stay. Like he wasn't just there to drape a snake on you. Like he gave this whole speech about overcoming fears and uh, and challenges that that we may have related to snakes, obviously, but also that. If, if you could have done what you did, if he could have overcome his fear of wasp, anybody can overcome anything. Um, you just have to have the right mindset. So it, it went along with the message very well. But then he, after he was done talking, he had his snakes over on the side and everybody who wanted to got to go and touch or hold a snake. And there are a ton of pictures of so many people, people who were all into the snakes, had no problem Give me all the snakes and And people who were very hesitant to Mm -hmm. hold those snakes and they still went up and did it, which was amazing. Yeah,
1: it, I, that's what I loved. Is I, I heard someone that that was just absolutely terrified of snakes, and they actually had a, had that had uh, Henry, I guess was neon his name, neon. Okay, um, I, I I came up all new names. I had for weeks. It's been Snuggles. <laughs>
0: and, <laughs> my favorite was his pun, Julia Squeezer. Like that yeah. was my favorite.
1: Yeah, and then but I also I was like uh, Nagini. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's it Snuggles and uh, Huggy and Slippy. I mean. I, I was every time you talked to me there was a new name for this snake that was gonna attack me and then so then whenever I was setting it up I was like well what kind of snake it is and it's actually on that piece of paper in that lower right hand corner I um she goes it'll be a python and I wrote out Python <laughs> and, and I didn't finish the word Python
0: <laughs> let me see Here you go. oh my god yeah you misspelled it <laughs> And maybe you didn't. Your handwriting is just atrocious.
1: It, no, it, it, my brain was shutting off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you did, no, I know how to spell Python.
0: <laughs> believe me. But it's just your handwriting got like, it, it, it it's just already not great. Now it looks I mean, horrible. I, hold
1: on. <laughs> what does that say right there? Sell. And? Save.
0: Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I, just because I can read it doesn't mean it's great handwriting. Well, no,
1: it's not perfect penmanship. Come on. Um, that's why I usually write in uppercase, but yes, uh, my, my brain shut off
0: when I was writing that. Yeah. That was, that was a really great, great meeting. Mm-hmm. So it went, it went well. Yeah. And the, and the food was good and, mm-hmm.
1: and everybody stayed longer and you know, we had roughly 74 people there. Yep. Yeah. And then we also had 40 people remote. Mm-hmm. Like that, it all tuned into the podcast or the, to the uh, to the webcast.
0: Yep, it was fun. It was, it was. So I mean that that had to we had to start with that. I mean there were, there was no other starting topic but that one. Correct. So, I have a question for you. Go for it. Would you compare buying insurance to dieting? No. No. What? <laughs> Uh, there was an article in Insurance Thought Leadership uh, earlier this month, so I think it's been mm-hmm. a couple weeks now. Called "Why Buying Insurance Is Like Dieting." Okay, it's 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 pretty interesting. Let's let's do it because I, you know, um, uh. So, have you heard of the marshmallow test?
1: Is that where you you lay on your back and you press your
0: stomach and is it, <laughs> it, it, no. if you giggle, uh, you're a Pillsbury Doughboy? No, no, okay. no, no. Um where you walk down the street and you crush cars? No. You take a you take a child. Okay. the the they day just initially with kindergartners, I think. Um but you you basically you take a child and you say you put a marshmallow in front of them. mm mm-hmm. So if you can wait fifteen minutes to eat that marshmallow, I will give you a second one. Okay. So you can eat that marshmallow now, but you only get one. Or if you wait fifteen minutes, you can have two. Okay. And it's very hard mm-hmm. to wait, right? That delayed gratification, mm-hmm. you know, under like it, you're going to get more if you wait, but yes. God damn it. I want that marshmallow. Yes. Right? No, no, I get it. So I, they, I just didn't do Skype
1: psychology or something like that. I, I don't read kid books. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to do that. Right.
0: Right. So the argument is this, this gentleman is making is that buying insurance is an act of delaying gratification, similar to saving for retirement. Or dieting,
1: okay, because
0: it takes self control to spend your money on a product that you don't enjoy when it's not mandatory. That delaying today's pleasure for a possible future benefit, like buying car insurance instead of a new phone. Okay, I'm I'm struggling with this. Really, I I I really you don't you don't see it as a delayed gratification. No, I don't. You see it? How do you see
1: it? I, I see it as a one and done transaction. Yeah. and the that's the pro and i think that that's actually more so the problem in the industry that the industry has is that we are not following up as an industry with the clients and maintaining that long-term relationship because the clients think it's they take it as a one and done transaction. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You buy insurance, it's done. You 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 dread doing it. And then you have it and you barely ever when you're driving like when you drove to work today did you think about the fact that you had insurance?
0: Well, I work in insurance. So I know, yeah, no no
1: but, but but no but do you actually physically think about oh I'm glad I have insurance on the car?
0: No, I don't ever. I mean, it it depends if there is an incident that I narrowly miss. I might think about it in that situation, but not on an average normal drive. No one does. No one thinks
1: about, do you think about your life insurance every single day? I'm glad I have life insurance. Not every single day. Exactly. And so these are one and done transactions that we are not constantly touching. And so this whole delayed gratification to the point that you get to use it, is that where he's kind of going?
0: I guess that there, there, there's the perceived benefit of insurance at the time of the transaction is so small mm-hmm. that it's can be hard to want to spend that money. And he, he talked about uh, – he mentioned that it's a product that's not mandatory. Well, but then his next sentence is comparing it to car insurance, which is mandatory. It is mandatory. So that I think was a poor analogy there, but – you know, something like life insurance or health ins. Well, there's health insurance is now mandatory, but yeah. life insurance, okay, that's not mandatory.
1: And also, what, what's the delayed gratification? You're not going to get it. I'm 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 at a loss in this article. Yeah. Hmm. What else does it say? Anything else? I mean, uh, I I love that the fact <laughs> that that you bring up an article that is a little bit more esoteric, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sitting here going. I'm not tracking
0: this. Yeah, well, I don't think you're going to track any of his suggestions okay. either, but let's 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 talk about this. So he says, if, if buying insurance is an act of delaying gratification, how can we help customers on this issue? His first suggestion, develop desired products. Perhaps be a supporter on good days rather than just compensate for the bad days, like life insurance companies trying to help make their customers' lives happier. Maybe send them a cake on their birthdays. It, okay, I mean – I, I, I could see that this is being pushed towards carriers. It is, which is interesting because this guy is worth an agency.
1: Maybe, you know, that that, that lends back to a lot of agencies these days, like demanding more from their carriers and yeah. wanting more products and all that to sell. Again, I, I hearken back that the relationship should be the agency space. I, I remember um, Chris Paradiso he asked on Twitter, um, you know, who owns the client, the agency or the 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 carrier and my answer was that's undetermined at the point of sale right who maintains that relationship after the fact who is you know bringing that continued value after the fact they're the ones that um, own the relationship. If you just shuttle everything off to the carrier, going, Hey, carrier, it's all your job. You handle it. You call, you, if you need pictures of their house or their car or whatever, you call them. I don't want to do your service work. Now it's the carrier's relationship. That's the carrier's relationship they, because the client is doing the work with the carrier. If the agency is being a proxy, a broker, an agent, of said carrier and they're doing all that work while it might cost them more money, it maintains that relationship. And when I say it costs them more money, they have to pay for that service work. Right. So I, <clears throat> we talked about that on the, on the episode with Justin. So I, you know, I think that what, what he's saying is that, Hey, we want more things to sell. We, we need, we need to bring more value and it's really hard for an agency to bring additional value. Yeah. Um, what, what are you going to do? You know, here I'm now going to offer this. It's almost like you have to completely go outside of the insurance industry to offer a secondary service like tax or something like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So his, his next idea is to ease purchasing, which I agree with this, right? We need to make the transaction as simple and as easy as possible and taking all of the friction out of that process that we can you know not having to take a check, can you take a credit card? can you you know do a bank draft what how can you make that easier for your consumers versus making them hand deliver a check to you every month
1: yeah no i I could see that one perfectly. That that one's an easy one. I mean, that's that's the basis of insure tech.
0: Yes. is
1: removing friction. Yes, I've, always, I've I've talked about it for years. Removing friction from the process, from an agency to a carrier to a claims to payments, whatever it is, is making it very easy. Like today is the thirty first of January, and um, property taxes are due in the state of Texas, and I pay all my property taxes. Today,
0: <laughs> on January 31st,
1: yeah, the, the, the last possible day. And I used to be writing checks, put stuffing them in envelopes and having to make sure that they're postmarked today because I like to just make sure that I'm earning interest and they're not all mm-hmm. my money. Um, but now – I was able to go online and do them all. I was done in less time than it took me to write the checks and stuff envelopes of the days back in the days. Yeah. You just go in there, click, uh, and
0: pulls from your checking account. That money's already gone out of there. I'm done. And if a government agency can take a payment that way, why can't insurance agents or insurance carriers?
1: Correct is that they should be really good at taking money they
0: really should be
1: <laughs> and you know uh, i i can see some of the agencies having a little bit of concerns because it's like um well you know if i take a credit card i have to pay the merchant fee now there's some services out there that like Transpay and simply easier payments and i'm, I'm not touting anybody but they have this thing where they um they will they they act as the convenience fee and mm-hmm. it, it covers the cost. So the agency gets one hundred percent of the money. Well, remember the agency is actually paying that money is is really just a pass through right. to the carrier. So they don't want to do it. But I would argue that at least on ACH, which sometimes is is fifteen to twenty cents cost mm-hmm. to for an agency to do that, I, I actually think it's worth even the agency doing it themselves. Right, because. It improves retention. You know you're getting paid. And if you have something like an EFT, you say, hey, give me your bank information. I'm going to do the first draft. Then you know that the bank information is good. Then you give it to the carrier. The carrier has EFT going. And we've seen time and time again that EFT retains better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you get a little discount. Sometimes. Yep. Depends on the carrier.
1: Okay, so I, I could buy that one.
0: Yeah. The next one is know your best customer. The best insurance customers are those who make regular savings, eat healthy, and do volunteer jobs what? because they have self-control to delay the daily pleasures. <laughs> Identify this segment and flag them as the best customers.
1: <laughs> sometimes, sometimes articles each. How many points is each statement for? How many points is here?
0: Uh, I think there's three more.
1: Oh well, we've been through three, so he's going through six. Yeah, I guess is it so. isn't is? Aren't you supposed to do an odd number to to have cl- uh, clickbait? Like f- five, top reasons, nine, eleven, I mean, thirteen. Okay, that that that's such a reach. You know what? Their best customer is the one that pays their bills on time, <laughs> <laughs> not once. Oh my gosh.
0: I, I mean, Are you going to start asking people? Excuse me, do you save for retirement? Okay. once you as a customer. <laughs> yeah,
1: do you save for retirement? Do you eat healthy? Tell me about your workout habits. <laughs> Are you stressful day? Tell me your. Do you work nine to five, or do you work? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just like getting back to that one episode where we talked about you sometimes you probably can't ask the questions
0: i mean i agree know your best customer but i don't know that that is the best identifiers of your best customer you need to know
1: your customer's personas not right. you do not need to know each customer hey this guy and their he, lifestyle habits he um okay um. Yes. Uh, what do you eat? Oh, yeah. I eat quinoa uh, bowls all the time. <laughs> You're a good customer. <laughs>
0: I'm giving you a discount.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry that that one that one tickled my funny bone.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay.
0: Next one. Appreciate the will. Being appreciated strengthens our will, motivating us to be more responsible. Insurance companies should appreciate their customers both emotionally and financially. I can buy
1: that. I, I, I can see that. I, I think it can be worded better. Yeah. Because um, just yesterday I talked about that. You know, I, I think I've talked about this. Is one I often think about that we're here helping people. Mm-hmm. And we regularly have people that say, if your system is down, and this is why we are so against downtime. I mean, we've had our top developers for the past, like, three months making sure that we can handle peak season. Right. Right and making sure our down t- we don't have any downtime. And you know we're going on you know a full year no no downtime. I mean it's it's real that's and, i mean I'm talking unscheduled. A yeah. I'm talking a minute. Yeah. And and here's the thing is that sometimes companies will talk about their unscheduled downtime and then they'll they'll use that as part of their calculation of downtime. You shouldn't do that. Your downtime during your a scheduled downtime area it should only it should be removed from it. the rest of the downtime area should be put back into scheduled um, unscheduled time mm-hmm. and so you can skew you know companies can skew numbers, so whenever we have unscheduled downtime, well we give ourselves a, a, a window of like four hours however we're generally only down for about five minutes right. And so then, but a lot of people would sit there and take out four hours from their, you know, they do it twice a month. That's eight hours. They can take eight hours of their total downtime or their, you know, total uptime and remove it. We don't. We just say, listen, you know, the calculation is, is, is stands. We just remove the actual downtime. However, where was I going on that? I have no clue. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of rabbits in here. In, Appreciating in, the will. And the, the Python. Oh, yeah. And I talked about the – thank you. Uh, I talked about the – you know customers will tell us that if we're down, they can't do their job mm-hmm. and they're losing money. And then I think about it. What if someone walks in, wants a policy, and they just happen to have a – need to have a policy right now? And, well, our systems are down and that customer goes to another agency and that agency lost out or they walk out and they get in an accident that they could have been insured for. right? And, you know, I'm like, I, I, it's, you know, I don't think that I'm like this, you know, that we're this pinnacle of, you know, we, we control everybody type of thing. We're just part of the, the, um, the, ecosystem. the, we're one of the cogs Yeah, and one cog, one little cog breaks. It, it goes wrong. And so we always talk about that in this industry, it's not just about furthering the goals of the company, but it's furthering the goals of our customers and furthering the goals of our employees where, you know, where do you want to go in life? Some of the best things that I can ever happen is whenever someone goes, Hey, you know, my opportunity here, I've grown a lot here. But my art opportunity is probably limited. You might be right, mm-hmm. but I found another opportunity, and I appreciate everything that you you gave to me. I mean, I love those conversations. Right. So it's it, I could see where he's, he's better. Could be better word is that we're trying to build build the will of the entire industry.
0: Right. Well, he he also talks about how an insurance company that gives small gifts to customers who have not had a claim for years, you know, would be reward, rewarded with loyalty. Kind of like uh, wasn't nationwide that had that disappearing deductible Uh, deductible. that if you every year you went without an accident your deductible would go down
1: yep now it It, it all comes from somewhere you know really you know you have to go back and look at that these are companies right and whenever they're giving you something you're not getting it for free it's not manufactured They, they they just don't instantly come like it doesn't go and shows up on your table that says, Hey, this came from nowhere. All of that costs money. And yeah. they still have to they still have to maintain their margins. They still have to pay claims and all of that. And so what they're doing is that they're just that's a cost of doing business. It's like American Airlines and their award miles. That that's billions of liability that they have on the books effectively. Um, that, that is just sitting there for
0: the awards program. But it gets people to use it. Absolutely. And it gets them to stay Correct. because the longer they stay, the longer they go without an accident. But it's not free. No, it's not free. There is no such thing as a free lunch. Correct. That's the one thing I remember from economics class.
1: <laughs> um, I wish that some politicians would uh, go back to your economics <laughs> class right, right about now. All right. Sorry but i digress
0: (laughs) back on topic here so the next next to last one knock on the door at the right time high stress leads people to instant gratification long-term plans are usually made in quiet moments if you're not able to check the pulse of your customers by wearing by using a wearable device data for now don't worry call your customers in the morning instead of in the evening after a busy work day speech emotion recognition this is also just poorly worded and it's it jumps from one idea to the next without much of a transition. So it was almost so hard to follow
1: almost like it's like uh, dictating the way my brain works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean I think it, it's what he's trying to say here is identify the time the best time to reach out to the customer and that's hard to do mm-hmm. because you know, for marketing to be effective, you have to have the right message at the right time. And how do you identify when the right time is? Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. Yeah.
1: Oh, well. and every customer is different. Exactly. Mine's actually my best time to contact me is late afternoon.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just dodge everybody's phone numbers. If I don't know, <laughs> if I don't recognize <laughs> yeah. the phone number, I don't I, pick up the phone.
1: I, I dodge calls in the morning, even with people I know. Really? It's not that I'm dodging them. You're just, just trying to get,
0: be productive, get things done. Correct. Yeah. So the last one is automate decisions. Okay. So delaying do Gratification is a struggle, and we struggle mentally. But it gets easier the more we do it, and it becomes into a habit. So, how can we automate that into a habit? Uh,
1: again, you know what? What did I say yesterday during the uh, the uh, second meeting of the day? Remember what I said about we are we are what we repeatedly do. Yeah, excellence then is not an act but a habit. Right. So. Yes, we should all get in the habit of doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and and you know, once you get into the habit, it's always with me, whenever I finally get onto the diet bandwagon, and by the way, the the pictures and the videos have just said Laird, you need to lose some weight (laughs) because not only did the steak add 50 pounds, but I think I added 50 pounds, (laughs) but, um, you know, once you get into the habit of it, I I become kind of like, you know, just overbearing. No, I do not eat that. You cannot give me that, you know? And so, yeah, I can see that one,
0: Yeah, but he rounded it out. Finally coming back to a diet (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can kind of see where he's coming from. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't I don't know that that's it's all there. I mean, and some of these points were just a little laughable.
1: Yeah, that that one was (laughs) thoroughly (laughs) thoroughly enjoyed it. (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's unique that you bring up an article about uh, dieting because it is Super Bowl weekend. Yes it is. Yeah. And one of our kind listeners yet again has provided us with the latest batch. My favorite of, of Fritos scoops, spicy jalapeno scoops. Oh god, I love this so much. So, I mean, the nice thing about these is
0: these are nice and 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 fat. They they can hold you can, like, hold a lot. This is this is what I put in my chili now. Instead of the regular scoops Fritos, I use the jalapeno scoops. They're so good. All
1: right. We, we were going to do that at the beginning of the episode, but we decided that we didn't want to be crunching Crunchy through. the whole
0: time? This just, you know, harkens back to the Fritos episode from last season, which was a really good episode.
1: Even got the queso dip.
0: That's so good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, listener, for the Fritos. Yeah,
1: it even has he even has the scoops on it now.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Free I'm still waiting for my phone call. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I used to know someone that worked at Free and I, I <clears throat> after you said that last week, I went and looked at uh, their LinkedIn profile. She doesn't work there anymore. Oh, that's too bad. She she left about a year ago, so I was like, well, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Dang it. So, you're 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 domestic. <laughs> okay, you're not imported.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not imported. Made in Texas. Thanks very much.
1: Um, so what do you do for the Super Bowl?
0: I don't usually watch it.
1: You, you, it okay, but does does your husband watch it or? No. So you you just you you use it as an opportunity to to. Do whatever you do every single Sunday,
0: which is usually cook a lot, clean a lot, laundry. Well, all that's, of a, that's what I was wondering is like if you threw
1: if you threw a party if you threw a party that had uh, I because you know I, I could see you having all your little finger foods that you do and all that. So, see, having an see, I, I thought maybe that you would use it as an excuse to have a party.
0: I mean, maybe if I didn't have to clean up after three kids all the time, <laughs> but it's just so exhausting. Um, but the Dallas Morning News on Wednesday in their food section this week had several dips uh, recipes, mm-hmm. one of them being Love Dip from Central Market. And yeah. I was like, I'm taking a picture of this mm-hmm. because I'm going to be making that. Yeah. I don't have a Central Market that is anywhere near me or on my normal routes no. when I'm driving. I used to, when we lived in our previous house, be able to stop because I would drive by one and I could stop there and get stuff, but I'm not, it's just out of my way. And so we if I can find a recipe that I can make it myself, (laughs) I am all in. So I was like taking pictures of the paper in the break room. (laughs) Yeah. I (laughs) love it. I
1: love it when places actually will do that. Knowing that you'll still go there. Like I love snappy salads, their chipotle lime Mm -hmm. uh, vinaigrette. However, I I, I now know how to make it. I have the recipe. It's the exact recipe from the founder. So he did it on Fox four and I'm like, Hey, this is, this is fantastic. Made it once. Still go to Snappy's all the time
0: because <laughs> it's so much easier. Well, I'm not going to be making love dip all the time, but anytime I'm hosting or I need, if I need, I'm need going somewhere and I need to bring something, I probably pull that recipe out and make it. Well, you you could also
1: – you always get that uh, Gouda um, cheese the dip. smoked Gouda dip. You know, that's that's called – that's super easy. I mean, you just shave some it's Gouda. It's just pimento. No, you shave Gouda. Yeah. And
0: yeah. yeah. It's, it's pimento ble- with kind of Gouda correct. instead of cheddar. Yeah. 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 I know, but <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> So well, Who might make it when I could just go to market street Exactly. Have it? I mean I wouldn't make love dip if I lived near a central market I would just go to central market but I don't and live get near- a dollop <laughs> good. Oh god I used to eat so much of that It's so good what are you doing for the Super Bowl? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Are you going to watch it? <laughs> uh, I, I
1: guess maybe maybe the for the ads. I already I, watched
0: all the ads. They oh, put them online this week. They did. <laughs> well, you saw the my favorite one is the Hyundai one with the Boston accents. Uh, did no, you not see this? I haven't seen it. Oh man, you need to watch it because I, I mean, it's Justin, right? Okay. So, uh, but it's it's really funny, and they have a lot of big name stars in it. And they're just really laying that Boston accent on.
1: Who's the the, um, Ben Affleck's buddy? Matt Damon. There was also a commercial where he he and um, Matt Damon and the guy from Philly, um, Rip Dude, uh, used to – his brother was in – John Cena? No. It was was New Kids on the Block. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Is – they had a commercial where they too were going at it like with the Boston accent and all that. I think it was a Dunkin Donuts commercial It was phenomenal. Yeah. But uh, also I heard that there's a Groundhog Day commercial where they remade Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. I did not see that well, one yet. Well, maybe you should. Watch. Maybe I should. And then but yeah, I you know my my dad really likes the 49ers. He's been a 49ers fan forever. So I am rooting for the 49ers because of my dad. I want want him to have a, you know, have a win after I guess he hasn't had a Super Bowl in like twenty years or something like that. Yeah. Oh, hopefully. Well, what do you think, listeners? Uh was was that article um as <laughs> as enjoyable as, as <laughs> I thought it was? <laughs> um would you like to see more uh snake pictures from the event? Uh please use the hashtag uh hash hashtag <laughs> The,
0: there's a reason why I do this part apparently
1: yes please use the hashtag insurance happy hour you can use it on Twitter and LinkedIn um I am l Ricksford on Twitter and Becky is Becky L. Schroeder on tweeter um yeah see I try to do stuff i, I try to actually help out on the podcast I appreciate the it.
0: from some time to time. I'll put links to the articles in the show notes so that anybody who is curious about reading that for themselves can go do so. I gotta hurry up and mix this down. It's almost time to publish. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a lot today. We gotta
1: actually get going. But uh, make sure you subscribe in your favorite podcast app, and uh, look forward to our next uh, next episode. And,
0: uh, as always, thanks for listening. time yeah bring that over This is gonna be us chewing i think so <laughs> <laughs> so who are we gonna have for our first phone guest i don't know i was thinking Ron ronberg i think i know. was thinking the same goddamn thing why do we think alike so much this is crazy because i literally i had not mentioned that to you at all the conversation i had with him a couple weeks ago which was because I picked up the best practices study from the, that the big Eye put out, mm-hmm. and I mentioned to him that I was going to read it and think about it for content for the podcast, and he was like, have me on, have me on. So <laughs> <laughs> I had not told you about that conversation, and that you mentioned that was, okay, that's scary.
1: Nope.